0: Welcome to Substance Free 02043 brought to you by Hingham Cares. I'm your host, Kristin Arut, and I am Program Director for Hingham Cares. Our mission is to reduce substance use among youth in our community. We want kids to make healthy choices around drugs and alcohol, so we provide information to young people, parents, and the community as a whole about the risks associated with teen use of substances. With us today are three students from Hingham High School. Sarah Holler, Rachel O'Connor, and John Jenkins are all involved with the S.A.D. program For those who are unfamiliar with it, SAD stands for Students Against Destructive Decisions. I want to express our appreciation for the support that we received from Principal Rick Swanson, Glenda Garland, the TVP teacher, and Katie Gallagher, the library and media teacher, who are allowing us to record this episode at Hingham High School. So thank you guys for joining us today. I look forward to talking with you and hearing your perspective about the challenges that teens in Hingham are facing with regards to substance use. So why don't we start by having each of you introduce yourselves. If you could tell us what grade you're in, types of activities you're involved in, and why you chose to participate in SAD.
1: I'm John Jenkins. I'm a junior, and I do baseball and varsity swim here at the high school. And I joined SAD since I don't want to see my friends and peers smeared on the side of the highway from poor decisions.
2: I'm Sarah Haller. I'm a senior here at Hingham High School, and I'm the captain of both the basketball team and the softball team here. I chose to join SAD as I know that this is a severe issue within Hingham and I want to help kids that are stuck between doing the right thing and the wrong thing.
3: My name is Rachel O'Connor and I play basketball and I'm a captain um, with Sarah Holler on the softball team and I'm a senior. And I joined SAD um, just to show support for kids that are wondering what to do in a situation when they don't feel comfortable at parties and things like that.
0: Could you describe some of the types of activities that you do with SAD? Yeah, so we have meetings every
2: uh, the first Friday and the third Friday of every single month. And at those meetings, we go over like different themes of the month. So for example, last month was October and it was uh, awareness about bullying. So we did posters um, that we hung around the school and this month, we are talking about drowsy driving, and we have done posters and other things to spread awareness about the topics.
0: What kind of response do you receive from your peers?
1: We don't really get a response. Oh, really? Yeah, people more or less just ignore the posters we have up, which is kind of annoying. But
0: Why do you think that is?
1: We don't get enough people paying attention to us. If we could have more posters and more things to hang up around the school, then people would pay more attention to it. Or if we could have like a big banner saying like don't drink and drive or something like that. Like how we used to put cars outside mm-hmm. saying like don't drink and drive or else this will happen. Something like that would be more beneficial.
0: So do you think there's a limitation of resources?
1: Yes, definitely.
0: And you feel that you could do more if you had more resources yeah. available to you? How many kids are actually in the SAD program?
3: I think there's about four of us on the executive board, and then we have about like five or six others that come to the meetings regularly.
0: And my understanding is that every year it's a little bit different, different approach, yeah. different kids doing different kinds of things. So how do you feel this year has gotten off to? What kind of a start have you gotten off to?
3: I feel like it's mostly been, we're trying to rebuild the program from last year, which is kind of just built off of, and like run by people who didn't really stand for the message. We're trying to spread at all. So this year we're kind of focusing on getting the right people in the club.
0: So I thought we could start with a free association exercise. I'm going to say the name of a substance, and I would love for you to say the first word or the first few words that come to mind Anything that jumps into your head. We're in school. This isn't a test. There are no wrong answers. It's just whatever comes to mind. It doesn't matter if all of you chime in, one of you chimes in, two of you chime in. It, wh- whoever wants to just blurt something out. Okay, ready? Nicotine.
1: Addictive. Vape. You took my answer.
0: <laughs> you have three more turns, Sarah. So don't <laughs> worry about it. Okay, ready? Alcohol.
1: Drunk driving crashes.
0: All right, here's another one. Ready? <laughs> Sarah, this is for this you. You saw me. <laughs> Opioids.
3: Drugs.
1: Narcos the TV show. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> all right, last one. Ready? Sarah, this is your yeah, final one. chance. <laughs> you got. <laughs> you it. Never
3: you got it. ever comes to your mind. <laughs> you got this.
2: Nothing. All right,
0: Rachel see. and John, you have to hold back just no. a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Just, just sit back, it's give not her not time, give her room. I'll go no, no you prefer. All right. Marijuana. Smoking.
1: Pothead. Green. (laughs) (laughs) OK.
0: All right. So I've got a bunch of questions for you. I'm just going to throw them out there. Any of you can answer them. Feel free to chime in with your thoughts. We learn a lot about teen substance use from the Youth Risk Behavior Survey that Mrs. Beattie administers. Everything from alcohol to nicotine to prescription drugs. In your opinion, what are some of the reasons kids start using substances?
1: If they're depressed.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, like, as a
2: distraction.
3: I think a lot of it is, like, peer pressure from friends. And just seeing what other people are doing around you kind of pushes you into doing the same thing, trying to fit in.
0: That's fabulous. I had a couple of things here. Do you think it's to deal with stress on some level?
1: Yeah. Definitely, no doubt.
0: Out of curiosity? Just want to try it to see what it's like? just to see what
2: it's like, yeah.
0: What about as a rite of passage? Like, is there something about using substances that makes you more adult-like?
1: I feel like most people kind of find you to be a little bit douchey when you do drugs because it's like you're trying to be cool. but You just look kind of like a jerk.
0: Does that include alcohol as well? Yes. Interesting. Anything else you guys want to add to that question? I think it
3: like, mostly depends upon the people you hang around with. Because there are certain people that wouldn't really care what you're doing and others who are thinking like, you won't fit in if you don't do exactly what we're doing.
0: So that whole concept of peer pressure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think that COVID has had an impact on youth substance use over the past two years? I think it's had
3: an effect on like, mental health, which kind of goes hand in hand with substance abuse.
1: I think COVID has definitely made it easier to be able to access these types of things. In what way? In what way? When you're wearing a mask, it's harder for people to realize how old you are. And so it's easier for kids to say that, to lie and say that they're 18. Oh. And then stores will just sell it to them.
0: Interesting. I hadn't thought of that. So again, going back to the Youth Risk Behavior Survey that you guys are familiar with, uh, we know that binge drinking and drinking in people's homes are both pretty problematic things. Do you feel kind of tapping into that? Uh, what you were just or touching upon what you were just saying about peer pressure. Do you feel that there's peer pressure to drink at parties or to use substances at parties, or do you feel comfortable? And maybe, like you said, maybe it it really depends on who you're hanging out with. But do you feel as though you can go to a party on a, on the weekend and not engage in substance use?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of it. The reason that people do it is because they're trying to portray like, a character or personality to other people. So I feel like when you're at home, you're not doing it as much as when you're around other people that you're trying to fit in with.
0: So kind of trying to, put, uh, trying to fit in, trying to be cool. Yeah. From what you hear from other kids at school, or maybe from, other sim- from uh, older siblings that you have, why do you think parents allow parties in their homes?
1: They want to be known as the cool parent.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's I what think I was so. say, yeah. Really? Yeah. All three of you yeah. were going to say that. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does that make them the cool parent?
2: Well, it's like, oh, like, this parent will let us do this on this night, so, like, let's go there more. And then they're, like, the cool parents because they
0: allow that without any restrictions. And their kids, by default, they become sort of the cool kids as well?
3: I think so, like, in a way. Like if you go to a party and your, their parent is letting you do those things, I think it kind of goes hand in hand.
0: So when these parties happen and parents are allowing kids to drink in the house or use any substances in the house, where do those substances come from? Who provides the alcohol?
3: I think um, older siblings or older friends who have like easy access to those kind of things, and they'll give them to you.
0: So from your perspective... As a teen, as, you know, kids that are concerned about modeling positive behavior, both yourselves and for other people to be modeling good behavior, what advice would you give to those parents that allow parties in their homes? What would you say to these parents that want to be the cool parents?
1: Don't. It's not smart. You can get in a lot of trouble for if someone crashes. You can get in a lot of trouble and it'll just come straight back to you.
0: Good advice.
3: The social host law. It's more about what your own child, like the safety of your own child than what other people's children think about you. Yeah, it's
2: just like not worth it. There's no need to be the cool parent.
0: What's another way parents could be quote unquote cool in the eyes of kids? (laughs) Are there any ways that parents can be cool in the eyes of kids? What are some alternative activities that these parents could provide to teens?
3: Uh, Me and Sarah's moms took all of our friends to Scream Fest last Halloween.
0: Oh, cool.
3: Can it be Park, funnest trip ever?
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
3: And it, it was kind of like on like the weekend around Halloween. So instead of going to parties and stuff like that, we, we were doing that instead.
0: That's really great. So substance-free alternatives. During those times that you might be inclined to go to parties, having something else available to you. If somebody were to have kids over to their house with their parent knowing that they were having friends over, what is something that the parent could provide the kids with other than allowing them to drink? Do you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would say free food. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, free food and, like, good snacks.
3: Soda.
0: Yeah. Food, snacks, soda. Yeah. (laughs) According to the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, sixty percent of eleventh graders say that they have not had a drink of alcohol apart from like communion or something like that.
1: I completely disagree with that.
0: You don't think that's reasonable?
1: No. I think it's upwards of more sixty percent of kids have drank in or gone to parties and drank in.
0: Interesting. What do you think, yeah, Sarah I, I feel and Rachel?
3: Sixty like percent maybe don't like get drunk on a regular basis or drink at parties but I feel like a lot of people of our age have tried it and things like that but they don't do it regularly.
0: Okay interesting so you're creating that distinction between the two categories. So for the kids who don't drink or do it really super infrequently why do you think those kids choose not to drink and go to parties? Well personally I
2: don't do it because I know I have so much to lose. I'm a two-sport captain and I uh, like, want to have a good future, so I personally don't do it because I have so
0: much to lose. That's a great answer.
3: Um, again, I think it's like about who you surround yourself with. Like, I have a lot of friends that will support me no matter like, what I do, and I always feel comfortable like not having to fit in and give in to peer pressure.
0: Great. So having those honest relationships, people yeah. that are true friends who support you regardless. Mm-hmm. Marijuana is a pretty new substance. And now that it's been legalized, we're seeing its use increasing among young people. Many people, including kids and adults, don't consider it harmful. What are your thoughts on that?
1: It's been scientifically proven to be harmful. It kills brain stems. And being in high school, your brain's still growing. And doing that can limit your brain growth.
3: I think it's too early to see new substances like vapes or like marijuana to see what like the extreme long-term effects of that are. So at this point, people may think that it's, like, not as harmful as we might find it to be later on.
0: John, just out of curiosity, where did you get that information?
1: I've seen it consistently with multiple sources and science. Even on the CDC, it says that if marijuana hurts brain growth, and it's scientifically proven that it slowly kills brain cells.
0: That's great. Did you seek that information out on your own, or is this through doing stuff with sad.
1: I had a heavy debate this summer with a lifeguard, and I went on to the CDC to prove it to him, and I was right.
0: So you did your own research?
1: Yeah, since I was a lifeguard. And we both got into a debate for like two days straight, and I pulled that out of my pocket, and I won the debate.
0: So let me guess, you are an aspiring attorney, perhaps?
1: Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> I more want to go into the medical field.
0: Oh, no kidding, OK. That's great. So this ties, I mean, this ties really nicely into what your, your future goals are. Yeah. Understanding how the body works, how the brain works. Mm -hmm. So what's your understanding? I'm totally putting you on the spot. What's your understanding of when the brain is fully developed?
1: It's around 26 to 28 for your average male. And I'm pretty sure for your average female, it's 24 to 26. So being in high school, you're around 15 to 19. You don't really have that much brain function.
0: More likely to engage in risky
1: behavior? Yes, re- very much.
0: Yeah, so brain development is absolutely key. Do you think, just sort of in your own opinion, I don't know if you've had conversations with adults about this or your parents, do you think that adults understand just that sort of little bit of scientific information about brain development? Just something as basic as the brain is not fully developed until mid to late 20s. Do you think most adults know that? Probably not. I'm, I'm guessing they don't. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why parents allow kids to use substances when they're in high school, because they don't fully understand what the impact is on the brain, the developing brain. Because obviously parents don't want their kids to engage in risky behavior and do dangerous things. All right, so I have another question for you. It's a yes or no question. Tell me if you agree with this statement. Actually, let's call it a true or false question. So say either true or false. If a substance is legal, does that mean that it's not harmful?
1: No. No.
3: False. False.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so making a substance legal doesn't necessarily mean that it's not harmful. Yeah. Like yeah. vaping is legal. Is vaping harmful? Very yes. much. Yes. Nicotine is legal. Is that harmful? Yeah. Yes. yes. Alcohol is legal. Is it mm-hmm. harmful? Yes.
3: yes. Uh,
0: marijuana is legal. Is it harmful? Yes. Yep. Opioids are legal and they're prescribed by physicians. Does that mean they're safe under if, all circumstances?
3: Not no, under all not circumstances. Yeah, not if they're all.
1: used by someone that's not prescribed or if they're past their expiration date, and then they're harmful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they're used during the prescribed date and it's used by the person that it was given to, then it's perfectly fine.
3: I still think there are some drugs like painkillers that aren't safe for certain people. Like they can get addicted to those super easily, and I think that's like a huge problem. And even doctors can prescribe that just to make more money, things like that.
0: That's a good point, and we're learning an awful lot about the opioid epidemic and the impact that it's had on people in their lives. Certainly a lot of people are struggling and going into treatment, and yeah, um, yeah. so that's an excellent point. So I'm curious to know, all three of you play sports. Do you think that kids who play sports are more or less inclined to use substances, and why?
1: I think it depends if, there's, if that certain team is throwing a party or not. Like, if you have the cool parent there, then you'll feel more inclined to party and drink or do drugs with them. But if it's what the parent should be doing and not doing, giving out alcohol or giving out drugs, then there's no inclination at all, since there's a thing at the high school where if you do drugs or drink and you get caught you're suspended for half your season.
0: So again, we come back to parents modeling good behavior. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I think like sports at Hingham High School especially is like the main way that people make friends and create friend groups and I think it's like all dependent on like which sport and which friend group you're like most I- included in and I think like if you have more friends you're more likely to end up at like a party where some of that stuff happens. <laughs> We all
0: know that people still do things even though they know those things might be risky, okay? So not wearing sunscreen, that's risky behavior. People still do it even though it's risky. As a coalition, Hingham Cares, we work to prevent substance use in teens because we know how risky it is. We know how dangerous it is. We know what the pitfalls are. And we've talked about some of those um, here today. I'd love to get your opinion on some of the ways that we can help create an awareness of risk among the teen population. Okay, so what's the best way for us to message? On a scale of one to five, here's where it gets challenging, ready? On a scale of one to five, with five being the best or most impactful approach, so one, eh, not so much, five, yes, that would have an impact. How would you rate the following activities? One to five, five is best, one not so much. Hearing a speaker talk about the science behind the dangers of substance use. A two. A two. Oh, that's
3: like four or five. Four or five.
0: Okay. Really? So it resonates with the two of you, not so much with John?
1: No. Like impact speeches are more resonation like.
0: (laughs) You're jumping ahead. That was my next one. (laughs) All right, ready? We already know John's answer to this. Hearing someone talk about their own personal experiences with substance use and addiction?
1: Five. Five. Yeah. Yeah, a five.
0: Five? Okay, <laughs> unanimous. Watching a film on the topic. So as opposed to hearing a person speak, watching a film on the topic?
1: A one.
2: Yeah, I was going to say like a two. Yeah, I mm. think two.
1: Okay. I fall asleep during them most of the time.
0: Learning about substances and addiction in class?
1: About a three? Yeah,
0: like a three. Yeah, yeah three. Three? Okay, cool. Teaching your parents ways to address the subject with you. So if we were to teach your parents about different things, ways to have conversations with you guys, how impactful do you think that would be? 2.7. Yeah,
1: Ooh, like three. 20.
3: Three
0: okay. or four. 3.5. Wow, we're getting into decimals now. <laughs> okay. All right, lastly, providing teens with alternative forms of entertainment on the weekends. If we as Hingham Cares were to do that, so we talked earlier about parents doing that for their kids, what if we as Hingham Cares, which is something that we're actually just starting to do, were to provide teens with alternatives on the weekends, substance-free entertainment? Four. Yeah, yeah. like a four.
1: Yeah, I'd say about a four. Four
0: okay so we're going to see you at mass movement then (laughs) yeah Yeah, and then pottery everyone's going to do pottery in december we love pottery do you yeah you have to come to the pottery class because then you'll have something that you can give for christmas
3: is it like painting or is it like making
0: it's just going to be painting it okay good Uh, yes so she'll have some pieces made available you can choose (laughs) from it for free all of it's for free oh yes I neglected to mention, providing teens with free alternative forms of entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have one more. Listening to a podcast on the topic of substance use.
3: A solid five. Six. Seven. (laughs) Thirty-two.
0: Awesome, we're on the right track here. This is great. All right. Well, you guys have been great. I've really enjoyed talking with you. Love getting your feedback. I'd like to thank you uh, for taking time out of your busy schedules to join me, but I think high schoolers are probably the busiest people that I know, so extra kudos to you for coming and joining us this afternoon. Do any of you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share on the subject? Anything that you'd like to share with
3: our audience of listeners?
1: Don't do drugs and stay in school.
3: Nice. I think it's all about who you surround yourself with. So pick the right friends. And it's okay to not be friends with someone if they're pressuring you into doing things you don't want to do.
0: Nice, I love that. Sarah, could you just, could you just close with the, the mission of SAD? What's the mission of SAD? Uh, the mission of SAD is that we
2: want to help the kids that maybe don't know what's right and what's wrong and that are stuck in the middle and so that we can help them pick the side of to not go down the path of the drugs and the alcohol and that there are other options to have fun in high school.
0: Great way to end <laughs> this segment. I love it. <laughs> You've been listening to Substance Free 02043 brought to you by Hingham Cares. I'm your host, Kristen Root, and I hope you will join us again. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This was great. For more info or to get involved, go to HinghamCares.org.